Well, I'm excited to have a couple of friends in this morning. Um, this is something new we're starting today, and I believe it's the next eight weeks we go for every Wednesday morning at this time. And it's um, Altitude Accounting. We've got tax tips for you and Robin Morgan Shocker in the father-daughter team. Um, I was not sure how this was going to work out because we met last week, and, uh, well, Morgan's quite pregnant. <laughs> no baby yet, Morgan, huh? No baby yet. <laughs> but you were any day, any time now? Any time. Okay. Yeah. Let's, hope it don't hope, let's hope it don't happen on the radio. Well, well <laughs> Bob Layton's trained as the midwife, so we'd be okay. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, okay. we can handle that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, we don't want to test that out for sure. Um, it is that time of year, and people are starting, maybe just starting to even think about it a little bit. I don't know if they're fretting over it, but, well, I'll ask you, first of all, Morgan, at this point, I guess we've got till April 30th, yes. unless there's an extension or something that has happened. Yep. What should people be doing at this point to get their taxes and everything ready? At this point, you may not have all of your slips yet, so it's a little bit of a waiting game until if you've done RSPs um, or things like that or you have investments, you may not have all of your proper slips until mid to end of March. Um, some companies are quite slow sending them out. So it's just a little bit of a waiting game. Get what you can ready if you have rental properties and things like that. Get everything together, get it prepared, um, and then wait for the rest of your slips to come and make an appointment. Should your T4 have been here by now? Your uh, T4 was supposed to be in the mail as of Monday, so February okay. 29th was the deadline to mail it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure this, I've done this. Many of us, we've, you sent the stuff to your accountant, and then uh, stuff comes in afterwards. you got to phone him up. I've got it done, and he's got to rework things again. So Yes, and it's a huge penalty if you miss a slip on your taxes, so mm. you don't want to send it in without a slip. Okay, oh, good tip. You know, we had a chance to sit down last week and talk a little bit, and, uh, and I'm sure our listeners may be thinking, well, accountants, you know, might be kind of stodgy and stuffy and that sort of thing. And after a few minutes with Rob and Morgan, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, <laughs> Rob, tell us a bit about uh, a bit about your your business altitude and kind of your philosophy with your your accountants as well. Well, it, it started years ago, sort of by me being a businessman and not understanding my finances quite the way I wanted to. And I said, well, I want to build a really good team of accountants around me to grow on that. And all of a sudden, I started an accounting company. And for years. Unfortunately, I really didn't have good accountants that I worked with on my own businesses, and they didn't supply me with the information I wanted. And, and I felt a lot of times that I would go in and they really didn't service my needs. And it was very frustrating for me because I come from a, a lot of customer, uh, customer relation type industries, and I've had restaurants, I've had all different types of businesses throughout my life. And to me, it's always been about the client or the customer that comes through my door. But I never felt that when I, when I when I went and seen the accountants that I had personally at the time. So I said, okay, I, I really want to create what I call the Google of accounting. I want to make sure that when people come into our office, they never forget the phenomenal time that they've had. Because to me, everything in the world is about customer service. When you come through my door, I want you to always remember that you came through the door and you had a great time while you were there. Accounting, does, accounting can be fun. If, if it's a big bill sometimes, maybe that's not so much fun, but the experience while you're there and the whole interaction with everybody should be fun in my, in my opinion. Well, accountants spend a lot of time in school learning what they have to do, but you were saying last week that you kind of have to retrain them a bit uh, when you get them, just just to kind of, uh, from the customer service aspect, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're, when they go to school, they're, they're very, usually a lot of accountants are very detail-oriented people, which is fine because yeah. it takes a lot of detail to be able to do that type of work. But sometimes you get so involved in the detail that we also have a lot of staff with us that are customer-oriented and customer service-based, and we start to teach our, our people that work with us that because to me again if you don't have a client that's satisfied mm. 
are they going to come back the next year? To me, it's all about the, the referral or the repeat business from other people because they had a great time coming to see us so that we can help them and, and, and satisfy their tax needs. I guess it's like uh, any other business. There's um, competency and lack of competency, I suppose. I, I was telling uh, Robin Morgan last week about a friend of mine who called me in a panic because he'd heard from his accountant, and uh, I guess he wasn't paying attention. I don't know, but all of a sudden he found out he owes $15,000. And he thought, what am I going to do? And the first thing you said is, uh, Rob, is, well, maybe that's not the final answer. Try a second opinion, huh? Well, you know, one of the big questions I get a lot of times are all accountants the same. And my analogy of that really is, is that it's like a general practitioner doctor. You have GPs, but then again, you have brain surgeons who are specialized in certain areas mm. of your body. And I think it's the exact same way in the accounting world. You have accountants that maybe work in industry and, and work with huge companies, but then you have people that specialize specifically in taxes and the CRA. Uh, that's the kind of in way we've decided to go because I think that, that's a really good market to be in and, and understanding what the CRA wants and how to do that. But I, I think that if you do have that tax bill, it's that big a bill that maybe it is worth a second opinion from mm -hmm. somebody else to have a quick look at it because if it costs you... 100, 200 bucks to get a second opinion, and you save 5,000? I've always heard the story of somebody that thought they had a brain tumor from one guy, and when they went to the other place, they found that they didn't. So yeah. you just don't know, right? Absolutely. Uh, Morgan, I, we talked about this last week too, but there are people who are absolutely terrified of the CRA. Need they be? Not if you have a good team behind you. Okay. There's, there's no point in being afraid if you have a good team because we're there to support you, or whoever it is that you choose. Um, the CRA, they're just doing their job. They're, they have a mission of their own, and I mean, our mission is to help Canadians, so whenever we get somebody come in that's absolutely terrified of Siri, we take their hand and we guide them through the process and we make sure that it's, you know, it's it's a positive experience for the client at the end of the day and we do what we can to help them. Well, I know you do a personal income tax, but also business as well. And, and Rob, you in particular, I kind you kind of alluded to this, that you have a passion for medium and small businesses also. Oh, by far. Yeah. Be being a, a small, medium-sized business owner throughout my life, Again, like I said, I, I had a lot of frustrations with accounting. And it's probably my fault, too, because I just didn't understand it. It's fear of the unknown a lot of times. But for me and our, our team, I really spend a lot of time on our team teaching the idea of we teach our clients so that they can improve their businesses. Because the more you know your numbers, the more you know your business, the more successful you're going to be. Hmm. At the end of the day, there's 2.2 million businesses in Canada. And over half of them are small to medium-sized businesses. And if we're not helping those people to try and succeed today... It's becoming a very tough economy, so we really like to educate our clients. We, we don't need to make all the money to do everything for them. I'd rather teach them so they understand their books, understand their, their records, and understand how to file so that they can save money in their own business and maybe expand. So the bigger they get, the more business we will eventually get from them anyways. But I want to see small businesses and medium businesses succeed. Awesome. Well, in the coming weeks, we're going to delve into some of those uh, situations. And, and again, I just invite listeners uh, to send us an email. You can get a hold of me at bbowie at 630ched.com or text us at 630-630 if you have a question having to do with you or your business. And Morgan, something else, just our final thing here this morning is there's actually a story on the Yahoo website this morning about we have a new government now in Ottawa and there are changes that are coming as far as child care goes and uh, what tax bracket you're in, that type of thing. Uh, my hat's off to anybody who thinks they want to do their taxes by themselves, but oh my gosh, <laughs> wow. I just, how do you keep up with this stuff? 
it's crazy. It's huh? an everyday thing. Yeah. We're always learning. We're always educating ourselves. And I mean, in order to support our mission to help Canadians, we have to do that. We don't want, we'd rather see Canadians keep their money in their pocket instead of always giving it up to the government. We pay enough in taxes. Oh man, do we ever, in fact, Rob, you, you asked us this question last week in the, in the meeting. What is the, the biggest expense you're going to have in life? Exactly. Yeah. What is the biggest expense any person has in their life? Most people are thinking to, right now, they're going, oh, well, it's my house. A lot of people say it's your children. I, I know across from me right now, I have my Ferrari that would have been in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> but in actual fact, your biggest expense in life is taxes. Yes. And most people just don't understand that, yeah. let alone it's the one thing that they spe spend the least amount of money to have done every year because they think they should be saving money to have their taxes done instead of having somebody that's very competent, very skilled to do it, to try and save them the most possible. Yeah. Well, your Ferrari couldn't give you a grandchild. So that's, <laughs> you won. It's a better deal this way, believe me. Their that's grandkids true. are great. That's good. Well, again, we invite you to listen every Wednesday. If you have questions, send them to us beforehand. Uh, if you go to 630ched.com slash tax tips, we have a link to Altitude Accounting's website so we can get questions there as well. Thank you both for coming in, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Thank Bruce. You. Awesome. Great.